0: Hello and welcome in. Holy smokes, it said we were 10 seconds in. Sorry if there was a lot of dead air at the start of that. That was not, I don't know. It's been a morning, guys, but uh, welcome in to Two Spot Monkeys Live, episode 69. Uh, Tom, how the heck are you?
1: Jim, it's great to be with you here today. I am doing really well. We are in the month of December. Crazy. Holy cow. Uh, I almost said hokey Pete's. I think both would have been applicable, but. Um, I've never
0: heard Hokey Pete's before. You literally
1: have never heard Hokey Hokey Pete's.
0: You are not that much older than me, Tom. How are you sounding like you're 100 years old right now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm an old soul, Jim. Uh, Yeah, so no, it's great. It's good to be here. Uh, It was very nice to have a holiday week last week uh, for Thanksgiving. Uh, Let me offer a suggestion to our listeners and our watchers. Don't cut gluten and sugar completely out of your diet prior to a holiday it will wreak havoc on your system i spent i i was i mean i was i'm not going to get into the gory detail and really there's not gory detail to be quite honest i just didn't my digestive system was off friday and saturday because of i had gone pretty clean eating and drinking until about the evening of the of thanksgiving eve we had a nice lasagna dinner we had imitation cheddar bay biscuits from red lobster um and then and then there was thanksgiving um, which i made the entire meal this year which is the first time that's ever happened amazingly i didn't ruin everything or anything or either of those things have you seen by chance
0: the uh and if you haven't we don't have to go into it at all but the pie that somebody cooked and then blame marie calendars because they like scorched it to all known, like it looks like they must've baked it at 900 degrees. I did and not. They were like, thanks Marie Calendar." Like they blame Marie Calendar because they burned their pie. Uh, okay, anyways, we can talk about that another time. I'll send it to you. But sure. uh,
1: that's that that's, me- that's ironic. Like I'll tell you this, Like I, I toasted the breadcrumbs on my mac and cheese a little too much. Um, so there was a little bit too much of a smoky flavor to it. It wasn't bad. Um, I tried a brand new mac and cheese recipe. I won't use it again. It wasn't as creamy as I would have liked. Uh, nonetheless like that's on me though like i'm the one that put put broil on in the oven and not bake you know and but that was intentional but it just it went in for just about two minutes too long no one complained but i i could taste it and as being the chef uh chef de jour as i was uh you know i you know hold that to a high standard anyhow no just so yeah word of the wise as as we approach the upcoming next holidays of of Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever uh, you choose to celebrate or not in the month of December and then the new year, um, don't cut stuff cold turkey out of your diet and then like think you're gonna just live a glorious life by eating and drinking whatever you want because you're probably gonna pay for it because I did. I will say this- What you're saying
0: is eat all the gluten and the sugar for the next month
1: maybe so yeah I, so here's the thing we went and cut down our Christmas tree on Friday which is the tradition we had to go to a new Christmas tree farm also Christmas trees in Michigan um like there's a shortage it's crazy we spent a lot more on trees this year anyhow at the Christmas tree farm on the uh on the wagon from the kind of main entry spot to the field where you can cut down your own tree um I farted and I blamed it on the dog
0: <laughs> was was the dog with you on the wagon?
1: Yes, yes, oh, okay. yes. So sorry, yeah. Context. You're so, blaming a dog wasn't yeah. even there. So, so the, the, the dog was there, but no. My daughter looked at me and I go, "It's Allie," and I know I knew full well it wasn't Allie, but um, we had given her some some scraps on Thanksgiving, so that was my out.
0: <laughs> if you're still listening to us at this point, folks, God bless you. <laughs> but. Uh, well, I don't really know how to segue from that to anything, Tom. So we'll just, we'll take the hard turn. Um, no, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, my Bears got a win over your Lions. It was a nail biter, frankly, uh, which I, it shouldn't have been, but it was. So...
1: It was a nail biter for all the wrong reasons, which is... great. Right,
0: right. It was, it wasn't a great football game. I won't tell you it was a great football game. Um... I, I still think your lions are going to end up beating somebody they shouldn't. So, um, and I hope that's green Bay. If they still have them, I don't remember if they've got any games left with green Bay or not, but
1: mm-hmm, we, do. we have to, uh, okay. I think we host them. We are okay.
0: in green Bay. So. I, I hope you knock them off just for fun, but um, that's the bear fan of me talking. But anyways, let's spin over to wrestling. Uh, we will catch up on head to head here in a little bit. Cause we're going to do war games picks and we'll talk survivor series before, uh, before we do that, but let's start uh, (laughs) with happier things, I guess. Maybe that's the way you and I have felt anyways lately and and talk just a little AEW. Um, CM Punk and MJF had their, uh, I guess, long awaited uh, and and not necessarily promoted ahead of time face-off, which I think actually was kind of cool that it wasn't promoted like, oh, next week CM Punk and MJF come face-to-face. I don't remember them promoting that that way anyways. They had the tease the week before where, Punk walked out on him, but, uh, they had not, not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, um, over a 20 minute, I think, uh, back and forth promo that personally, and I've seen some differing opinions of this online, I thought was fan freaking tastic. I loved every minute of it. Um, I, I, I've seen some criticism that it was a little too long, maybe, um, from some of our friends and, and that's certainly everybody's, uh prerogative to to feel that way i when i went to fast forward the commercials after um the after that segment ended i was shocked at how far we were into the show already like 20 whatever minutes we were into the show and when i don't realize how long something's been like to me i feel like it's not too long then it's when i start looking at the timer and go good lord you know triple h has been droning on for 27 minutes now or whatever um, and I didn't feel that way at all. Like I was just in this thing when I was watching it. So, what do you think, Tom? While you're watching?
1: Yeah, I share a similar opinion to you, Jim. I really liked this. I thought it wasn't too long. I I could feel in the moment that it was going long. I didn't watch it live. I watched it on DVR, and I did I did stay spoiler free. So when I actually, I'm pretty sure I watched this Thanksgiving afternoon on the DVR after dinner after football when there was kind of a break in the action at the house. And Before part. But that, yeah, the fart was Friday. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it just it delivered, and you know, and here's the thing for me with these two, I thought it was really, it was a really good back and forth, and and it's literally just the entry level for me. Like, I don't think that they didn't didn't give us everything. But they, they gave us a lot of, of wanting to see more, in my opinion. I know other people feel like, wow, if it was so long and, you know, there weren't enough retorts or enough emotion, you know, from one or the other. You know, it, MJF definitely is the one feeling, I think, slighted here by uh, Punk's attitude towards him. And that's, that's okay. And I, I like the story they're telling there. I think that's also part of why punk isn't reacting. I know there has been a little discussion with uh, another friend of ours uh, where we have a different opinion. And that's totally cool. Um, and, 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 I, and I don't think that you have to apply the traditional like pro wrestling rules all the time in every space. And, and this is a good example of that. Uh, I, I was surprised that they gave them so much time considering that it was a loaded show with like different co- matches there. So I wondered if it, it ate into people's time later in the night. Um, I don't that know means, that
0: it, it didn't feel like it did at least yeah, nothing yeah. Comes the rest of the night, but I,
1: I, I, my only wondering was Cabana and Danielson uh, which again, maybe uh, yeah, not maybe even his teeth got knocked out at the end during the, during the end spot. So yeah. Um, Jeez. Yeah. Any anyhow, uh, I I liked it. I I really I really look forward to more. I know that we talked a few weeks back uh, after we talked about full gear that we thought, or at least I thought, this was a match that was going to happen at Revolution. I don't know that they can wait now. I, I really don't know that they can. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. Think,
0: I don't think their first match can wait that long. Now it could be match two or three happens there. Um, <clears throat> and I'm trying to remember it, whether it was. Punk or whether somebody that I listened to in a podcast said he should say it, but did Punk make a comment about how MJF like, only wrestles three times a year or something think, like that?
1: I think so. I think I, he did,
0: yeah. So I wish,
1: I wish I had the transcript of the promo up, but I don't, right. and I don't even know if that exists, so.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm sure somebody has somewhere, but um, I also liked that this seems to have little, little something in WWE because... So many uh there were a number of WWE references in this promo. Um, you know, CM Punk calling MJF Ms. Light or the, the you know light version of Ms or whatever, however he put it. Um, and there was a Cena reference and, and a few others. Um and it seems to have lit a little something. I don't know if you watched Raw this week, um, but Liv Morgan had a had a shot at Becky that wasn't an AEW related, but about how and I don't love the release thing being in it but um how her contract was part of the reason that Liv's friends got fired so there was a little like inside baseball and then edge specifically to this promo when edge and miz were having a promo off um which isn't a match or a feud i thought i'd want to see but i think some things are twisting in that a little bit and we can talk about that maybe but um made a comment that you know Miz's name was in other people's mouths to get a cheap pop. Um clearly a reference to CM Punk. And uh I, I kind of like that to be perfectly honest. Like I don't know. Some people don't like you know WWE shouldn't acknowledge AEW or whatever, but I don't know. I kind of like that it seems to have lit a little, a little something. It definitely it definitely got under the craw of somebody. Um whether that was Edge, whether that was and, and probably didn't get under edge's craw, but edge my, I could see edge thinking like, Ooh, Ooh, if I'm doing something with Miz On Monday, here's something I could get in there. Um, cause he's made a reference before to AEW when Rand, uh, not Randy Orton, um, Seth Rollins was breaking into his home and Beth was at home. And he said, call, I can't remember the names now, Daniel and David, I think it is. Um, but it's, it's Dax Harwood and cash wheelers, real names. Um, FTR's real names, which Edge and FTR are friends outside of the ring. Um, so he dropped the real names in there just kind of as a little nod without saying, you know, call. Uh, I don't remember now what their names were in WWE even. Wow. How bad is that? Um, but um, I don't know. I, I liked it. I-, I liked I liked the Zingers. I thought they were good. I. I'm assuming there is follow-up this week on AEW. I have not seen AEW this week. Have you seen AEW, Tom? Yeah. Okay. Do they follow up on it?
1: They have more interaction. Uh, It's it's less. um, Sure. But but again, it's 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 continuing the kind of the the verbal back and forth, which is good. So this so I know we talked about like Wardlow Punk as being what was potentially penciled in for full gear. I think that a mechanism to save this match, if they chose to do it, would be Punk versus Wardlow. We know that something is building with Wardlow and MJF, clearly. Uh, And you could even put Spears in the mix, right? So like Spears versus Punk, Wardlow versus Punk as ways to get to MJF. Again, not like the five uh, labors of Jericho by any means. However, if you want to stretch this out, I think that that would be the appropriate spot and place to do it. Uh, and also, you can get MJF then kind of needling in um, while those are happening.
0: Right. He won't step in the ring with him, but he'll interfere, and he'll, you know, all of this. And you get Excalibur and Shivani and, and whoever they have um, at the, the commentary booth. By the way, get well, JR. I know we've ridiculed JR for um, his announcing in the past, getting chemo and treatment, right? I think chemo, but treatment for skin cancer right now. Forget announcing. Get yourself well, Jim Jim Ross, and... and you know, worry about the announcing later. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited to hear hangman page on commentary. I think that could be entertaining or interesting. I don't know. We'll see. It
1: was, it was a rotating seat all night long. And oh, it, was it, it man, wasn't
0: Hangman all night.
1: Okay. No, no. So, and that was okay. Which,
0: which that was part of what I was interested to see. Cause I thought it was hangman all night. Um, was it makes sense for the first match for hangman to be out there, but then what do they do beyond that? So, um, interesting that they went rotating seat. Now we'll see what they do for the next couple of weeks. Um, that they didn't just put like Taz in there or something, which honestly, I think Excalibur and Taz leading the way and Shivani and Shivani has been good. Um, I won't call him great, but he's been good, uh, in his role. I, I think Excalibur and Taz is probably the best potential commentary team they could put together in AAW. So, uh, But Taz has his own things going on, too, and so it's a little hard, although they've weaved that pretty well when he's been at commentary and Rampage, too. So, Um,
1: One more AEW note, unless there's other things you want to connect on. Um, Let me me touch on one thing and then come to that, if
0: you don't mind. I wanted to go back to a comment you made, because I kind of like it. Um, I like that you called it out, too. I think it's very smart for them to have MJF taking issue with Punk's supposed attitude, much like Eddie Kingston did, Um, for different reasons, but Um, because I do think there is a segment of the fans that think that way about CM Punk that think, Oh, he thinks he's the savior. And, and look, Punk hasn't been his own best friend when it's come to his attitude at times in the past. seems like he's in a better place right now, but that's absolutely the thing to do is to call it out and then have Punk just kind of be smug and not, not rush to defend himself. Um, although he's been honest about it in some of his promo comebacks too, like yeah, maybe I was that way, um, but here's here's what I am now, or here's what I think now. Um, I, so I kind of have liked that, and it, and it hasn't, even though I think it makes sense to do it, it hasn't to me flipped the switch on, um, like who's the heel, who's the baby face. It hasn't come off weird that way. Where I will say like on Monday for Edge, when he was taking his digs at Miz about, you know, you're off doing your TV show, or your tag team partner gets fired. Well, A, they broke that tag team up. So that was a little bit of a weird line. And, and B, Edge is only around like three or four times a year too. So and Miz is there most of the time every week. You know, he's gone to do to do Dancing with the Stars. But most of the time, Miz is there every week. So that was a little bit odd. Like, okay, you're having the babyface rag the heel for doing something that the babyface does way more than the heel. <laughs> like, and so they, did, they haven't done that. So they have, like, like, I think you could do it without crossing a line. I think Edge, whether it's Edge or Vince McMahon or whoever wrote that line, like, said something that didn't make sense on Monday to me. MJF hasn't said anything that hasn't made sense. And that's when a heel is at their best when there's actually a kernel of truth and they think they're doing the right thing, but everybody else just hates them for it. Like that's when a heel is the best, whether it's in pro wrestling or a movie or a, you know a book or whatever, is um, if they have some justification for their, their actions, which I, I think has been great. What was your other AEW note, Tom? Sorry.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to circle back. So we talked about Brian Danielson a few weeks ago and we talked about uh, the um, mysterious infinito. Uh, and the potential uh, correlation to being Brian Danielson under a mask well that match officially aired this past week it was on the uh November thirtieth aw dark and okay. it's not it's not long but I would just encourage you to go and find that on YouTube and fast forward to that spot and check that out because it's fun
0: i I will absolutely do that 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 sounds fun um yeah, it sounds interesting, and and I am loving. I I don't know. Some people aren't liking it, but I'm loving heel Danielson. Like well, I think,
1: and, and and yes, I I agree. And I'm sorry that's a good segue, even though I wasn't going to bring it up. But I think it's worth it bringing up. They've in, in in hopefully this is not a spoiler for you. They've announced at Winter Is Coming the title match. So yep. we're getting Danielson Hangman way before we thought we might. Which I don't blame them. But I'm like, holy crap! If I don't know, I, I I will tell you this. I can't wait. I like that's destination viewing, and I, you know, this is a Survivor household. I tell you this all the time, um, whether it's here or, or, or not here. Uh, Survivor ain't gonna get watched that night. I'm sorry. We're <laughs> about to tape that sucker and watch it on Thursday.
0: <laughs> I. Uh... In the end, when I saw that it was announced, it kind of makes sense because winter is coming last year, obviously, was the the Omega Moxley and Sting's debut. I mean, it was a huge show last year for them. So they had to do something big. And, and maybe they've got a debut coming there. I don't know. Um, honestly, the only one that I think could even like, and I don't know that you have to try to top Sting or the, I, I, you have to be careful to not try to do that every year, would be Bray. I mean, that's the only one out there I think that makes sense to me. That unless unless you get like Okada or something like that, but um right now with the way Japan is kind of locking things down, I'm not thinking that's going to be a. I, I know it's been more about foreign travelers right now, but I'm also not thinking they're going to want people leaving and coming back a whole bunch. Um, that could be a whole other conversation for another time. Um, so it could be, you know, maybe, the, but I don't know if they're going to have a debut or not. So they needed a big title match. Obviously, there's probably not a bigger title match right now. Um, and it's been promised as the next one anyways. Who's, so sitting here on December 3rd, 12 days before the match, Hangman's got to win that match, right? Or or let me rephrase that. Hangman's got to keep the title, right?
1: Um, well, so that's a great question. They've announced Battle for the Belts, which is the uh-huh. first kind of like Clash yes. of the Champions style show. i kind of admit,
0: last week when they announced that, I kind of thought maybe that was where Hangman and, and Danielson was going to happen. I, I,
1: I, I will 100% agree with you. So that's why I was surprised to have it be announced at, at Winter's Coming. It, also, because there's still more Dark Order guys that Danielson could, could plow through. I, I like what they've done doing... Uno, doing Cabana, doing Angels, and now next week it's going to be John Silver in Long Island. And I've loved that literally, like, I don't know how... I know what you're going to say. There's been so much great thought, in my opinion. It's not just dumb luck. You can't call it just dumb luck. The way AEW has literally said, "All right, cool, we're literally going to be in all these cities where we can have a dark order correlation as Danielson builds to the title shot. It's been fantastic. Um...
0: Yeah, so, it's, I agree that they couldn't have planned this out eight months ago, like, or whenever they had booked these dates, they just could I, I don't know, they couldn't have, so some of it I feel like is dumb luck, and if it is, like, holy cow, or holy pokies, or whatever it was you said earlier, um, that wasn't right, holy pokies is not right, and that should definitely be the title of this show, but we would get plagued. Um, what was it you
1: said earlier? Hokey pokey? No. No. Hokey peets. Hokey peets. Hokey peets. Uh, you threw me off with the holy here, pokey. Here,
0: here we are. Um, Hokey peets. Like I agree with you. The fact that it's just lined up where everybody's. Well, I don't know if evil was from wherever that that match was, but the Cabana Angels and now Silver. Uh, I hadn't heard about the Silver match, but you know that's not a huge spoiler by any means. I I kind of hope though that somewhere along here. And I feel like he's gotten a little bit lost in the shuffle is, is Preston Vance um, who I feel like they were really kind of trying to elevate in the dark order. And I feel like Vance and, and Danielson could be really fun to watch. So I hope we get that too. I think silver will be great. Silver, if silver was five inches taller, he might be a main eventer. Like we, we never talked we about, that,
1: but... we never talked about the Preston Vance Moxley match in the tournament before Mox had to uh pull out for health reasons, but Vance, Vance, uh, Blood a gusher that night and, yeah, I, and right. I know you, I'm sure you saw him, but yeah we never circled back on that
0: yeah he uh I think he's maybe still that's recovering. why he hasn't been
1: in <laughs> yeah he's still recovering he's got the he's got staples in his head I don't know just just Jeez. kidding um so to your to your question I really I really don't know I re- I really don't know what they'll do that night uh so and, you know and that makes it more fun to and, me hundred percent hundred percent right so like AW is known for being like you know pretty clean finishes. So do you do you transition the title and that and the clean finish happens there and the title switches and then the rematch happens at Battle for the Belts? Do you go to a draw? Do you go to a no-contest? A draw would be 60 minutes. Now I know Danielson can do 60 minutes. I'm sure Paige can do 60 minutes. That would be a, a pretty bold move but AEW is playing with house money right now. So why the heck, why the heck not?
0: The only way I think you can do that is you've got to lead the show off with it though. Much like we said with Danielson Omega. Um, because if you start it at eight o'clock, my time, nine o'clock, your time, it 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 feels like it's going to be pretty obvious what's happening. Like all the other announced matches have happened. We're starting our world title match one hour before our show goes off the air. Gee, I wonder what's going to happen. Um,
1: I I like that, but I also will push back and go, I'd love to see it start right before the top of the next hour. So like at the like 855 or whatever, however the commercial breaks fall. And with the idea that, you know, it's, people are going, we're running out of TV time. Like they're, they're teasing that and they, they, they can do that poorly, but I think they could also do that. Well, Uh, I, I don't think that you want to go off there while the match is still happening by any means, because I think that that, like that's, there's WCW
0: Halloween Havoc 90.
1: 97 yeah Uh, or 90 98 98 okay either way way, yeah so again i think you you nailed it perfectly by saying we don't know what's going to happen and that's part of the excitement and the tune-in factor
0: absolutely it's it it won't be destined. i mean it's destination viewing for me i won't see it live because wednesday nights i'm always booked um if there is any way that Thursday morning I can prolong my going into work so that I can watch it first thing Thursday morning, uh, I will I will try to find a way to do that. So, um, which also actually actually will be my birthday. So that would be a good birthday present to wake up, watch winter is coming. Uh,
1: I say you take the day off. I'm taking the day off for my but, birthday, bud.
0: Uh, unfortunately, I'm taking the fifteenth off because of some other reasons. Um, so. Uh, maybe I should just add the 16th.
1: Too. Take the whole week. I'm giving you permission to take the whole
0: week. You know what? Why should I work the rest of the year? Why don't I just take everything off? Yep. <laughs>
1: See you in 2022.
0: I've got the PTO. I could probably do it at this point. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, it's definitely- Show them how
1: valuable you really are.
0: Right. Absolutely. It, it is definitely one of those that, uh, I and I don't do this often- like this week, I haven't seen AEW, but I've already seen pictures of the, the aftermath of the main event. So I kind of know, I, I honestly don't know who wins that match, although I don't know how you go through a flaming table and win a match. So I kind of think I know what should be the finish, um, is it a gunshot, the finish otherwise, but, um, you know, like, I mean, geez. but, um, and I know that Brandy is somehow there cause I've seen a picture of her, um but I try, I don't read the reports of AEW before I watch it. Occasionally things are get spoiled on social media or something. That's one where I'll probably take Facebook and Twitter off my front page of my phone so that I don't accidentally click on them and read anything. And I just go into it cold, um, without seeing anything. So, uh, and again, AEW makes me want to do that on some, some, not all, but some shows I'd like to do it on all, but I'm just too lazy to take Facebook and Twitter off my phone every single Wednesday. Um, WWE hasn't made me want to do that in a long time. So
1: which is a good segue to, you know, to talking days. about Survivor Series.
0: It is. It is. Um so Survivor Series headhead updates slash talk about survivor series a little bit. Um oof. 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 <laughs> we we both went two and four uh in our picks. Ouch. Um, although I can say that we none of us were. Neither of us, none of us, neither of us were super uh, confident about most any of them. Um, I'm trying to, I'm just pulling them up here so that I can.
1: So I have it right here too. Okay. Uh, we both lost the Damian Priest match against Nakamura. Yeah,
0: Come on.
1: like I know. I, I,
0: I, I... Him, but why do you even have to do that? Just have him win. It's because yeah. there's no follow-up. A, a DQ like that should be followed up with Shinsuke wants to get his revenge, but you can't do that because they're on separate brands. Stupid. Stupid. Yep, yep. We'll talk more. Yep.
1: No, I know. Well or not or not. This might be this might be just what this might be all that needs to be said. Um the Usos, we both lost that match. RK Bro won. RK bro seems to be going really strong. So, you know, then I, when they when they eventually do break up, I think you might be surprised.
0: That they break up or when they
1: when they break up. When they this, break, yeah, up, like, yeah, they just continue to have this. My
0: guess now, wrestle like they break up in time for Riddle and Ar- and Randy Orton to be the WrestleMania match. At, at this point of the year, now I said that before SummerSlam. So hey, yeah. what do I know?
1: WrestleMania, you'll say SummerSlam again. I don't know. Right,
0: right. I, you know they they're over as Rover at this point. So I, I kind of get. I was a little still a little surprised, obviously, by that that outcome though.
1: You were you were correct in the team raw women's uh, winning and I was incorrect with with Sasha I believe Bianca was the sole survivor there so yeah she went on, through the last
0: four they definitely the they definitely kept her strong
1: I, I, that's the one match I did not watch on this show I fast forwarded that one um I was correct in the raw men's uh, winning over team Smackdown I was really nervous before that match because they did a really strong video promo on drew McIntyre and I'm like son of a biscuit. Jim was right on the money. They're going to they're going to put McIntyre back to the moon. But then in the match you had McIntyre and Lashley get double countered out, which was interesting because they're not allowed to they or they, they weren't allowed to touch because of the title or, or interact fight because of the title situation. That's now no longer the case, but also now they're on different brands. So are we going to eventually get Lashley and McIntyre again or we'll see.
0: Right? Again, like I kind of and and we can go into more of this like i, I kind of got that in that they were trying to protect Lashley and McIntyre and they didn't want to beat either one of them but that's my problem with finishes in survivor series you're so worried about protecting everybody that you come up with these cockamamie finishes that don't talk about somebody sounds 100 years old that um that don't do anything for anybody and don't mean a freaking thing because they won't be followed up on so, that you just do them to do them. Like, there were too many countouts on that show, more countouts on that show than I've seen in a year of watching wrestling. Countouts should be done like Kevin Owens, like right at the beginning of that match, walking out and getting counted out made sense. So, countouts should be used to either further a story or I don't mind a double count out between two guys that are feud, two guys or women that are feuding and they just are beating each other out on the outside, beating each other up like Lashley and McIntyre were, but you know, it's leading to more like eventually you're going to have to put them in a cage to keep them from, you know, battling outside or whatever, you know, it's building to something. So Kevin Owens doing it built because it built his character. It, that made sense. I, I thought it was great. Actually. I, it was like, of course, why wouldn't Kevin Owens do that? The Kevin Owens character we have right now, Why would he want to stay there and fight? He's got no reason. There's nothing on the line for him. I'm out of here. See you later. I don't give a crap. Perfect. I thought it was great. But then you do the double count out with Ashley McIntyre, and I'm like, okay. Why? All I want is the why. Am I asking for too much, Tom? I just want the why.
1: With this product, I think you are. Right. (laughs) Right. I know I am. We'll see. Uh, Becky Lynch beat Flair. Charlotte Flair, uh, fun little ending there with the with the grabbing of the ropes. Charlotte gets caught, Becky doesn't. Uh, you were you got the winner there, and then Roman beat Biggie in a in really good main event. Uh, Roman stays strong. Biggie doesn't lose anything in my opinion in the loss here. I think eventually I believe Biggie will get a big win over Roman Reigns. Where, how, and, and 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 when? I don't know that, and I don't want to speculate. Uh, but that brought us to our final tally of each getting two picks right and each losing four. So, overall, you maintain a one match lead as we enter today. Uh, records are 61 and 19 for you, 60 and 20 for me.
0: And I, we may need to think, Tom, as we move towards next week, which will be our final head to head for 2021 um, and for this six month period, uh, about what a tiebreaker might be. Because I think there is a chance, maybe we'll see how this week shakes out. Um, but assuming we're not like, five or five different from each other where somebody could really build a lead. And I'm, I don't know. I mean, some of these picks I'm going to make on the fly. I feel like, Um I, I feel like these next two shows are, are maybe really interesting to pick because I feel like with, with NXT having rebooted here in September um, and this being their first, you know, major, I know they had Halloween havoc, but their, their first non Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday, they're on Tuesdays. I, I watch them so late in the week. I don't even know what day things air. I just like, oh, look, I have that to watch now. Um, that happened this week. Okay. Um, their first non-Tuesday show. Um, so their first pay-per-view, for lack of a better word. Um, and, and the way they've set up some of these matches, I think, is interesting in that where are they gonna go with them? You know, some of these could go one way or the other. You've got a lot of kind of Black and gold versus 2.0, even though that's only really fleshed out in the men's war games match. It's still, if you look up and down the card, it's it's quite a bit of that. Um, so do you, does it go all new school? Does it, you know, what do, what do they do? I think it's interesting to pick. And obviously final battle is going to be some interesting picks because that's the end of the era. Although there are two weeks of TV after that, which I'm still just befuddled by. Um, I know there's the Christmas match, which okay, whatever. That that's always kind of a Survivor Series esque, doesn't really matter match um, in the long term. So I guess they can do that. I'm still annoyed. Final battle. If it's going to be the quote end of the era that they're calling it, it should just be the last show before. If if they're going if they come back with a reboot, fine. But I feel like final battle should, in this case, be the final battle. We shouldn't have two weeks of new matches afterwards. So it just annoys me.
1: Well, and then um, TV is going to continue into 2022. Like they're still running a TV product. Now, what that will entail.
0: It's not going to be new content though, yeah. or new, new matches. It's not going to be yeah, new matches. Right. So I think it's going to be a lot like what they did through the pandemic there for a while before they came back with a pure tournament. It's going to be. But my thing is okay, you've released everybody from their contracts. Are you going to show a best of the Briscoes while they're on GCW or AEW or AEW? Are you going to show the best of Jay Lethal while he's on AEW? Like, going to do the best to Adam Cole? Going to do the best to Kevin o- Kevin Steen? I mean, you can because you own the rights to this stuff. I, I I can say that my guess is going to be after those. I'll probably watch the two shows after Final Battle just because I get them on my on my uh, local Sinclair station if it records right. Um, and, and I'll be able to watch them on the Honor Club app regardless um, Regardless of when my Honor Club subscription will end. I have not resubscribed. I will by the end of next week because I am going to watch Final Battle. But um, I'll probably watch those last two shows. I don't anticipate watching. I, I didn't watch a lot of the best ofs through the pandemic because I've already seen all that stuff. I don't anticipate watching them through whatever this time frame is, um, however long it may go. So,
1: speaking uh, of subscribing, and and I, I want to circle back, and if there's anything on Survivor that we haven't touched on, to do that before we transition to NXT picks, uh, two months in a row now, New Japan has gotten my money because I keep forgetting to cancel my subscription. <laughs> so yeah, Tuesday night on the thirtieth, when I saw the email hit, oh, your PayPal has been charged for New Japan World. Oh no, and I had to <laughs> cancel that right. I didn't watch a lick of New Japan in the month of November that I can recall, which means if I did, it wasn't impactful. Now I'm on the hook for December. So I guess I'm going to tune in maybe for the best of the Super Juniors final and the Tag League final. And now here's the thing, though. I know I'm going to resubscribe for the month of January because I want to at least dabble in what's going to be Wrestle Kingdom. Right. Ah, that's $30, Jim. It's not $30. It's like 27 bucks, But still. And I haven't yet subscribed to Honor Club, but I'm going to want to. I'm going to want to watch Final Battle. I, I I won't be able to partake in it live next Saturday when it's happening. Okay. I'm going to really have to stay off social media because I, I think I'll watch it on my birthday. I think that would be a great thing to do on that day, uh, which is that Monday that follows. I just, you know, it, it's so funny. I, ju- I just threw away $9 and 21 cents for new Japan world, but I'm having a hard time spending 999 for honor club. Go figure. First, so sure
0: that you I'm know you're going to watch actually.
1: Well, you yeah, precisely, I know. Right. Like, <laughs> can I have a redo? Can we go back to, I don't want to, I don't want to live this week again. I don't want to go back to Tuesday, but at the same time, if I can go back to Tuesday and remember, shoot, cancel new Japan world.
0: I, I've, yeah, we've all been there on, on many a thing. Um, Showtime on and Amazon just got me again. I was pretty sure I'd cancel them, but they got another eleven fifty nine out of me. Um, yeah, I've been there, and I like I said, I haven't haven't subscribed to Honor Club. I will though by the end of next week um, at some point. Uh, I guess it doesn't really matter when because it's not like there's any other shows that are going to be coming up. It's not like oh, if I make sure I do it on Friday, then that show in January I'll get two because there's not one. Um, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, Survivor Series. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Um
1: the I, egg, I What was, about what about the egg, Jim? Come on. Oh
0: my goodness, the egg.
1: Did the I, egg. I, I? I didn't have to go there, but I did go there. Uh,
0: look from the from what I heard on uh, Fightful uh, from Sean Ross Sap, uh, it was like seven figures that the the production company from Red Notice paid. Um, which I think is the rocks. I think it was seven bucks that made that movie. Maybe it wasn't. Um, I think
1: you're right. I think you're right.
0: Paid WWE like a million bucks or more to do this crossover thing. So from that side, like, hey, somebody wants to give you a million bucks. I get it. You're probably going to do it. Um, dumb.
1: Yes. So let's. So let's 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 leave the egg in the nest and let's transition. This was the Rock's 25th anniversary. There was a lot made about this. And you had no, you had nothing. You had nothing that was not canned and old regarding the Rock, regarding Dwayne Johnson. What are your thoughts about that? Do you think that's a miss?
0: Oh, oh, a swing and a miss. A complete swing and a miss. I mean, not even a swing. Like, you just stood there. Well, the fastball came right down the middle. In the zone. Ah! Right. You're gone. Like, I I understand. I've read that The Rock is currently filming a movie. And because of COVID restrictions, wherever, I think it's out of the country, uh, wherever he's filming, he would not, there's no way he could have flown back, been at the Survivor Series, and then gone back and done his filming because of quarantine restrictions and things like that. I understand that. It's the world we live in. We got to work with it. It's not like that was unknown, though, to WWE. So they knew they weren't going to have the rock there. A lot of talk they wanted the rock there, you know, whatever. I'm sure they knew at least a few weeks ahead of time, if not probably months ahead of time, that that this wasn't going to be able to happen. They weren't going to be able to have him there. Also within that, the production company for Red Notice pays them a million dollars to have the egg or, or some cross promotion. Okay. In no part of that negotiation you couldn't negotiate and maybe they tried i doubt i doubt it though because i don't feel like the rock would have said absolutely not in no part of that negotiation you didn't negotiate in a 2 minute video promo from the rock who says hey would love to be there with you live tonight but i'm on on site filming and hey you know with the way the world is i just can't come back for this but i wanted to tell you that i love you so much and thank you for 25 years the best 25 years of my life and i I missed the WWE universe, and if you smell what the Rock is cooking, and it doesn't matter, and lay the smack it down, and all of his catchphrases, you you couldn't get that figured out, really, really. Don't, I, like I said, there's a 0.0234 percent chance that they asked, and the Rock said no. I don't buy that, and I've not heard anybody say that either. But I. I don't believe that that could have been the case. I don't believe that if they would have asked, he wouldn't have done something. Um, Like I said, even a little video package and he could in a funny way in a rock way, say like, you know, I'm laying the smack down on COVID so I can't come. I don't know something. Um, (laughs) Like they threw a 25 year party for the rock and he didn't show up.
1: (sighs) That's a great, that's a great statement. I love that.
0: But I also don't think he was invited. So there's my other problem. It wasn't, I I've read nothing that says, yeah, they asked the, for the rock and he, and he, he declined. Because I think if he would have declined, they had never done the packages and things They because Vince's you know, ego would not have said, Oh, you declined. Oh, we're going to forget the rock ever we're going to erase the rock from our history. You know, I mean, like that's Vince. I mean, I even made the comment, I think you may have seen it, I don't know, on our, our friends group. Um, after about the 19th package showing all the highlights from The Rock's career, I said, they are really building this up if he doesn't show up tonight. Like, holy smokes. So then when the like when the main event ended and Roman won. At first, actually, I thought Roman, I, I thought, oh, I might have a shot here. Biggie might get the win, actually, because Roman's going to do something. And all of a sudden you're going to hear if you smell what the rock is cooking and the rock's going to walk out and Roman's going to be looking at him and Biggie's going to quick hit the big ending and, and actually get a pinfall over Roman reigns, but it's going to be because he got distracted by the rock, which maybe does set up that match that they've talked about. And and I've heard isn't happening in Dallas, but then again, what are they going to, you know, like we said, what's the rock going to say? Um, what's Roman going to say? Um, yeah, it's happening. Absolutely. No, you're not going to do that. Um, so I, I, they had me believe it. He was going to show up. And I'll admit when the show, even when the little like copyright thing came up in the screen, so I knew it was over, which they've done before and then not been done. Like then the surprise happens after um, I still wasn't buying it. And then it went to black and I went, okay. Okay. And literally sat in my man cave and said, okay, like three times, like that's, that's it. And so it took away from what you're right was a a pretty darn good main event, I thought, between Roman and Biggie. But I kept expecting, because they led me to expect, not because I created my own expectation. Because wrestling fans are really good at that—we create our own expectation of what's going to happen, and it's never going to happen, and we we should know it's not going to happen. And then it doesn't happen, then we get mad about it. No, they led me to that expectation. They they took the the horse thing and led me all the way there, and then went never mind. No water here. Uh, I don't know what the worst thing's called. The bridle is that what it is? Um, I just uh, cranky Jim, just dumb, dumb, and and then I, I do want to talk about Austin Theory for a second. But Tom, what were your thoughts on the whole rock?
1: I think no, some, I you i call, call it a rock
0: me. no show, but whatever. Not yeah, me. no, you
1: summarized it really well, and and for for all of the celebration that was provided and given rightfully so to not have anything from him made it less than, and that's just disappointing. That's just really disappointing. Yeah. I just, even, even, (laughs) even, even if you couldn't have had him do something, even a, a video package, you could have probably, I'm guessing, had his greatest rivals interspersed thing throughout the show.
0: Or or have a heel call him out for not being there. At least. I mean, I realize you could say, well, that looks like they're building to The Miz versus The Rock if it's The Miz. Or I'm trying to think who would be the heel that would call him out. Or Roman could be. Um, but you have Roman do it immediately everybody's going to go, oh, Roman, oh, The Rock's coming in for WrestleMania. So you got, probably got to be careful on that one. being you know, in The Miz, call him out. Or you could, you know, whatever for hey, we threw you a party and you couldn't even show up. Thanks, Rock. Or, you know, do something with it, but no, it was just a, I don't know, and it felt weird in light of last year's Survivor Series, where we had the tribute to the Undertaker, but then the Undertaker had his last bow, you know, his his kind of retirement moment, he was there, even though there were no fans, and it was weird because all those legends showed up, and then they disappeared, if I remember right, um, like, the Undertaker made him go away, then, poof, you're gone. Um <laughs>
1: It's Undertaker uh, magic, Jim. Come on now. It's
0: absolutely. I mean, gong and everybody's gone. Um, I, it's just, yeah, it was missed opportunity, I guess. Is, I mean, it frustrates me, but it's just a total missed opportunity. And again, if you knew he wasn't going to be there, you didn't have to book it that way. So don't do the 25-year thing. Or, or mention it. The Rock debuted 25 years ago tonight at the Survivor Series. Who's going to have their big moment tonight at the Survivor Series? Boof, done. You don't have to put 19 video packages in there about them. It just so so the egg gets stolen, and it's revealed the next night on Raw that Austin Theory accidentally stole the egg. He went to take a selfie with it and accidentally. Uh, My mind hurts right now from that so he ends up getting the wwe title match which whatever that's kind of a new match and you know that's fine and it played into the Sami Zayn um conspiracy you know because sammy thought he was going to get the title match because that's what vince had told him and and vince told him shut up and, you know okay fine uh I, that part i didn't mind like sammy not getting his way again like plays into the sammy zane character and, and that was fine and and i don't mind austin theory even being the person but he, accidentally stole the egg, which he doesn't ever even get called out on. Like, how do you accidentally forget you have a $100 million egg in your hand when you walk away? How does that even happen? But then this week on Raw, Austin sitting in the back with Mr. McMahon. And first of all, he uses McMahon uses the line, you watched Raw, right? Okay. Yeah, McMahon uses the line that I hate in pro wrestling. If you ever steal from me again, I'll kill you. Nobody's killing anybody in pro wrestling. Stop it.
1: I mean, Vince is a ghost. He already died. He blew up in a limo and came back. And he
0: looks like it at this point. Um, I hate when Goldberg and Lashley were, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Stop. Nobody's killing anybody. And I know when we're six years old, we say those words to each other, you know, if you don't do it, I'm going to kill you. Okay, fine. We're not six anymore. And the guys on TV are not six. I know they're promoting to a six-year-old audience sometimes, but I'm going to tear you limb from limb. I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to whatever. Like, fine. I get all of those phrases. I just don't like the I'm going to kill you. Like no, you're not. So stop saying it. And if you do, we're all going to see it on live TV and you're going to get arrested and go to jail for the rest of your life. So shut up, stop it. And then he slapped the absolute bejesus out of Austin Theory. I guess I just don't know where this is going. Um, I, I did again, Fightful, Sean Rossap. Um, I, I, plug him a lot just cause I think they, he does really, really good work. Um, He was bringing up, he hopes that they go through, like, have Vince be almost like senile Vince and think that this is Steve Austin and, like, go through all the old lines of, you know, and maybe somehow, because the egg egg storyline is stupid and unbelievable as it is anyways, so somehow, like, Vince planted the egg in Austin Theory's bag, so Austin, that's why Austin accidentally took it, because he didn't even know he had it. Um, and then Vince can be like, "It was me all along, Austin. It was me." Um, <laughs> like, at least then it would be funny and hokey. Like, you could at least have a little nostalgia and, and laugh. This is just where where's this going? Like, how is this raising Austin theories at all? I I I don't I don't feel like it is. And I think you've got something in Austin theory. And I think they know they have something in Austin theory. But you're gonna kill it. You, you do go back to killing. You're gonna it,
1: it's I, uh, Jim, this is a murder-free show, so I'm gonna ask that you walk that statement
0: back. <laughs> yes, we'll uh, edit that out with our Crackpot research team and our editing team, which is also even worse than our research team. I I don't know. Did you feel like it, it elevated Austin Theory in any way last week? Now, maybe, maybe something will change and he gets elevated. Does, does this help
1: Austin Theory? I personally don't think so yet. On the flip side, I think that the WWE specifically Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard think, if you're with Vince McMahon on screen, you're elevated. You're elevated, pal. So, we'll see. I don't know. You know, I just was thinking, you know, the whole selfie thing that that kept going, it'd be really awesome if out of the blue a true legend showed up and Austin Theory wasn't expecting it, and that's how he got his comeuppance. Now granted that doesn't, basically. Yeah, I photobombed, and then you know, like a stunner from Steve Austin comes to mind. Not that it has to be that, right? That being said, there's no Austin versus Austin match down the road. That so, like, what's the payoff in the end? Is it just seeing Austin Theory get his comeuppance? Maybe.
0: Good. Well, you you the only person who should show up should be The Rock. Because I mean, it was his egg, or well, it wasn't his egg, but he was involved with the egg, so maybe he'll show up in a photobomb picture now instead of the survivors here. I don't know. I just, I shake my head, and then I look at like, you know, SmackDown. Okay, so here's my thing. I didn't watch SmackDown last week, so I apologize. You know, if you have you seen SmackDown from last week? Did you watch? No. Okay. I hope that Roman Reigns played up the fact that he was the only one who actually pinned anybody. Now, granted, some people in the Survivor Series matches pinned people, but Raw won both the Survivor Series matches. Raw won the tagged match. Raw won Raw won everything, basically, at Survivor Series, with the exception of Shinsuke winning by DQ. But he was the only one who won from the SmackDown side by pinfall or submission, basically. And, and actually, when they got to the world title match, I was hoping for the Rock thing with Big E, But then there was a piece of me that's like, no, Roman's going to win so that he can say, you know, I'm clearly the head of the table. I'm the only one that could get the job done at Survivor Series. I don't know if they played that up. Um, Even his own cousins couldn't get the job done. Um, And now Brock's coming back tonight. So I guess we'll see where that goes. Um, Although I'm fine with that. I've enjoyed Brock. um, I'm assuming day one we get Brock and Roman, but it seems to make sense. To me, uh, we also now get Biggie, Seth Rollins, and Kevin Owens uh, at day one, which also makes sense because you save the Biggie, Seth Rollins one on one match now for probably Royal Rumble. Um, Kevin Owens can take the pin. Kevin Owens contract comes up the end of January. I would assume Kevin Owens is leaving. I think he's going to go to AEW. That's just my guess. Um, and frankly, Kevin Steen. With the shackles off, sign me up. I want to see that. If you,
1: if you think that I'm excited about AEW now, if that materializes, this may just be like, Tom's an AEW homer. Why do we have to listen to him every week? Just kidding. I promise I won't go there.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, sign me up for that. It, it's going to be good. Well, Tom, should we pivot and talk uh, – I. I really thought this was going to run short this week, and now we're 53 minutes in, and we haven't even gotten to our head-to-head yet, um, but there's only five matches to pick, so um, let's pivot. It's NXT War Games is our next head-to-head. Again, we are uh, one match separated. I'm one match up on Tom in our head-to-head um, competition with two shows to go, uh, five matches here to pick this week, and then, I don't know, they're going to have to flesh out the rest of that final battle card, but I think there's six matches or so right now announced um six or seven maybe and there's going to be a tv title match of some sort announced and perhaps some other things we'll see but um regardless we're doing war games today we'll talk final battle next week uh which will be fun and uh probably very nostalgic for us because as we've talked about ring of Honor has been a big part of our wrestling fandom for a long long time and and a big part of our friendship frankly um it's how we met was ring of honor so i'm looking forward to that conversation next week but let's talk nxt um, hair versus hair, Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson, uh, Grimes, of course, uh, Buffalo, uh, not Buffalo, what's the word I want? Uh, bluffed, Buffalo. There
1: we go. <laughs> <Bluffed> <laughs> weeks ago.
0: <sighs> it's been a week guys. Uh, bluffed a couple of weeks ago in the poker showdown and, and Hudson cut part of his hair. And now they've had some back and forths, uh, along with a, so you've seen the Grimes match from NXT this week. Is that right?
1: Yep. So you've
0: seen the aftermath with the pictures. Yes. Yeah, that was great. Um, (laughs) But Tom, you get the first pick since you are uh, trailing in our competition by one match. So Duke Hudson, Cameron Grimes, what you thinking?
1: Yeah, I've liked the build for this. I I think it's been really entertaining and I think Cameron Grimes is really deserving of a lot of credit here. I also think that the Duke Hudson character has legs. I know that as Brendan bank, he was getting a little bit of stuff going, uh, with Evolve before that kind of ended because of the pandemic, and then he was on, you know, the the, the Performance Center No Audience Raws before they moved into the Thunderdome. So there's a lot of potential there. I, I'm not the biggest fan of the whole poker guy, guy gimmick. Uh,
0: These gimmicks in NXT, man, it's like 1992 came back all over again. Like,
1: right, where's well, TL Hopper?
0: Yeah, exactly. The Goon would fit right in in NXT 2.0. I mean, they're toyetic. We're going to get some interesting toys out of this if they uh, stick around. That's yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. So uh, prefacing this entire card, you, you alluded to it a little bit earlier. You know, This could either be something where they go, yep, we're putting poker analogy, not intended, but also intended. We're going to put all of our chips in the table here. We're going to all push the 2.0 talents. And that's how Sunday night might go. I don't think that's the wise move. I wouldn't be surprised if that is the move, though. And I I don't have a good sense of really what's going to happen one way or the other. When it comes down to this match specifically, I think that you have to have Duke Hudson win because I think they like his look, and I don't think that they'll sacrifice that by having him shaved bald, despite the fact of him being the heel and Cameron being the baby face and getting getting the win. I think Cameron Grimes does get more sympathy if this feud continues after Sunday as being the one who's lost his hair. All of that being said, the booking would make you think that the revenge has to happen for Grimes. I just don't see that as the case. So I'm going to go Duke Hudson to win this match and we're going to get uh, hairless Cameron Grimes. Yeah,
0: you know, let's hope it's not Karen Grimes or whatever those pictures were. <laughs> um, Grimes. Yeah. I thought the picture thing was stupid. Um, but other than that, I've liked the build. I thought that part was stupid, but other than that, I've liked the build. Um, I also like that Cameron Grimes a week ago, I think if I have my timing right, had a really good promo where he talked about why, even though he's come into all this money, um, which they kind of downplayed a little, although that was part of the whole poker showdown was he's got all this money, um, how he kept the long hair and the beard to remind him of where he'd come from. And I thought that was really good character development stuff for him, um, I definitely see a character change coming in Cameron Grimes. And so I think the haircut plays into that. Um, Now, they've already cut the hair and the beard a little bit. So, do they go all the way with it? I think is the question. Um, And I think they do. I'm with you. I think it's Duke Hudson. Um, You know, a lot of times in these matches, you go babyface because that's what gets the pop. Um, But I think you just build more heat on Duke Hudson. It, going bald isn't going to hurt Cameron Grimes if Cameron Grimes stays in NXT or, or moves up to the main roster. God help him uh, if he does, but um, it, it, but maybe as a whole new character if they they shave his head and then he moves to the new main roster and he's not, you know, to the moon, Cameron Grimes. Maybe he's got a two percent chance of actually, you know, not getting totally misused on the main roster, if, if that happens. And I, I haven't heard anything that says that's happening. It's just a thought in my head. Um, but, you know, whether um, whether or not that happens, I, I think Duke Hudson is is where you're building. And I agree. I think they do have a little something in there. Yeah, the gimmicks are, are kind of hokey for me um, in NXT. There's a little bit of nostalgia in them. But it's kind of like, oh, it's fun to see once, and now I'm like, meh, okay. Um, it, it's kind of like I love seeing vignettes to build up new characters. But holy cow, holy peats, whatever it was we said earlier. Um, <laughs> I won't say what I said earlier, which was wrong. But uh, holy Pete's, Um every week we got, like, two new characters getting vignettes. Like, you only got two hours on this show, and we've seen characters debut and then just disappear, um, I think, of of the first guy from was it singapore or thailand who like one of the very early 2.0 shows they did a big vignette on him and then he had a match and he won and we haven't seen him since
1: um i I think there is more to that i think there was a death in the family oh with that with with that talent i i I may be i may not be correct in that but i I have a hunch i think that that might be part of yeah at least in at least in that situation but you're not wrong there's been other you know kind of starts and stops and and again it's kind of like the wild west you're they're doing random stuff out there
0: right and you know this week we had a i think you'll see it later but there's a promo with a guy drinking coffee and i'm like i don't even know what this gimmick is like he's just quiet he's drinking coffee and talks about he's gonna let his actions do the talking i think i don't know it's weird um you know but i do like that they're trying to give us something who are these people before they show. So I like NXT doing that. That's a little bit of a decide, but some of the gimmicks are a little hokey and Duke, Duke Hudson and his poker thing. I think if you dial it back a little bit, it, it could work, but it's just a little out front, like for me right now, but I think they've got something in him. I think Vink's got some, he's definitely got some size. He's got a good look um, and he's not bad in the ring. So uh, I'm going to go Duke Hudson on that one. The cruiserweight title match, which the weight limit has been suspended for and, uh, could become the all-inclusive weight title or something like that. Um, Roderick Strong is defending versus Joe Gacy. I got to say, when the Gacy character started, I wasn't sure what to make of it. I think we talked about it early on in the NXT run. I- I've liked the development of it. Um, I've liked uh, the addition of Parker Bordeaux, who I can't remember his name right now. It starts with an H. Oh,
1: um. um,
0: Harland, thank you. I was thinking Heartland, and I'm like, that's not right. It's close, but it's not right. Like, that's a TV show or something. That's um, where you
1: live. You live in the Heartland.
0: I live in the Heartland. I do. Right in the middle of the country. Um, I, I liked the development with the Gacy thing. I I liked his all, um, he has a invitational thing that you'll see. I know you haven't seen all of NXT yet. Um, they tease an intergender match, and there's almost like this, is this really going to happen? Um, kind of reaction from the announcers, and I'm like, it happens in like 78 other companies um and Joe Gacy probably has had some intergender matches I don't I don't know because I don't I know of Joe Gacy's past I don't I I haven't seen a lot of it a little bit of it involved but I haven't seen a lot of it in CZW and other places um but so this one's interesting to me I read a rumor last night I have no idea if it has any basis in fact because it wasn't I don't think I read it on like Fightful or PW Insider or some of those sites that I I tend to put a little more stock in. Um, I think it was another site, but I also don't know who they might have been getting their info from. A lot of times other sites get their info from the guys who actually know what's going on. That There's a a general feeling that the Cruiserweight title might be going away. Um, If they're going to take away the Cruiserweight, the 205 uh, pound limit, and make this just an open weight title of some sort, then I think it may, may as well go away. You've already got the North American title on NXT. You don't need two secondary, just random titles. Like, I don't think you need that. Um, especially on a show that only has two hours a week uh, and has a bunch of other titles on it already. So if the, and, and they released like two thirds of the Cruiserweight division. Um, so I could see the Cruiserweight title going away. And if it's going away, Joe Gacy winning it makes the way, make you know, gives you a storyline reason towards it leaving um, because he's taking away the, you know, exclusive things and trying to make things all inclusive and all of the, you know, uh, and I like that, it, that the announcing started to call out. I feel like they started to call it out more this week than I've heard it before, but it feels everything Joe Gacy's doing feels disingenuous. And I'm like, that's where this needs to go, is that he's a hypocrite. Um, and of course, he's got this big burly guy who's going to just beat through people at, at points, even though he says it's all about nonviolence and Harlan's going to kill people. There we go again with murder. Um, <laughs> Monkeys and murder is going to be the new title of this show tonight. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go Joe Gacy, and I I don't love doing that, but storyline wise, I I just think it makes some sense. The thing I hope is that if they get the cruiserweight title off of strong, then just rebuild diamond mind, right back up, like build strong back up. I think diamond mind has something with the, the group they've got now. They never got out of the gates with, with Tyler rust um, in that group, but I like the Creed brothers. I really like Ivy Nile. I think they've got something special in her. uh, And I really like Roderick strong in this role. So I hope that if they do it, it's just kind of to get the belt off of them and then, and then keep building Diamond Mind without the cruiserweight thing kind of holding him back. Um, So Joe Gacy is my pick.
1: I love Roderick Strong. I've always loved Roderick Strong for the longest time. Uh, Amazing in Ring of Honor. Great resume there. Fantastic in PWG. He had a run as PWG champion that was, I think, in my opinion, very underrated. Of course, Undisputed Era in NXT, and he's the last uh, other than O'Reilly but they're kind of on opposite spectrums, you know, man standing. I I, I was happy when he got the Cruiserweight title. It, it seems weird because he was a former North American champion. I feel like he really deserves to be at the top of the card. Incredibly athletic and fit, and I think that that works against him, which is weird because it shouldn't. He, he's got a great look. He's got a great physique. It fits well with the diamond mine kind of gimmick they've really not done well with that gimmick. And so to your point of, do they just do a reboot here and rebuild it back up? That to me would feel like it's like the third or fourth time that they're doing that. And then, then what's the point? I do think that all signs point to Gacy winning here because of the whole inclusivity and, you know, the weight limits being off. The guy that I think then, beats gacy if it's a quick transition or the title is going away would be odyssey jones odyssey jones arguably has a right to be in this match because he pinned roddy a few weeks back right again another three-way isn't probably what we need so with a heavy heart because i love roddy and he's also in my fantasy team and i can't afford to lose points i am picking joe gacy as well
0: are, are you going to drop Roderick Strong before Sunday to try to avoid those point losses?
1: Great question. We'll have to wait and see.
0: <laughs> I, I, there may have been another person I've had that conversation with that is thinking that way. And I, I almost dropped Kenny Omega in our league before he lost his title, and I didn't do it. And we'll see. Now that I've actually had some uh, had some good luck here the last few night, a few weeks, I, I've got a more of an outside shot in that league. Anyways, not a fantasy wrestling league podcast, although we reference it just about every week. Uh, Tom, you get the first pick on the NXT Tag Team Title match. Imperium, uh, who fairly recently won the titles, I feel like it wasn't all that long ago. They beat MSK for them. Uh, and MSK, do we finally see who the shaman is on Sunday? I hope so. Um,
1: yeah, I'm just so uh, I liked MSK quite a bit, and like I think when the before the 2.0 transition, MSK was like one of the, the teams or one of the talents collectively that you wanted to tune in for. And I think the ceiling was higher and higher and higher, man. You're talking about a spot where tag team wrestling has really gone to die and it's here, which is sad.
0: Here's my question. And we'll get to the title match with MSK though, for a minute, excuse me. And you get the first pick on the title match, but with MSK, I, I, I feel like, and and this might be MSK's doing in some ways, because I feel like they've kind of gone back to the characters. They had an impact. Now, in Impact, to the best of my knowledge, and I don't watch Impact every week. I don't have um, access on my um, TV package that I have through YouTube TV. But um, to the best of my knowledge, they did a lot of this kind of weed-centric stuff um, without necessarily always saying it. Um, although I think in Impact, it was it was very, I mean, there was smoke coming out of the treehouse and all this kind of stuff. Um, but then they tore it up in the rain. We haven't really gotten that since they've had this, they've been on this journey for the last month and a half or whatever it's been to find the shaman. Like we haven't seen him in the ring in that time. I don't know that we've seen him in the ring since they lost the titles. I don't think we have. Um, We know they can tear it up in the ring, but I guess that's my like, are we turning them into a comedy act even though they can go in the ring? Like what what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, And you're right. Tag team, which NXT used to have one of the stronger tag divisions. I feel like, um, I mean definitely back in the day you talk American Alpha and and uh, the revival at that point and, and DIY and and the authors of pain and you know I can keep going even the Ascension was awesome in NXT honestly which feels weird to say because they've been such a they were such a joke on the main roster um but they were dominant in NXT and, and were awesome and and now challenging for the tag team titles we have Kyle O'Reilly and Tweedledum
1: yeah, and those are my picks. I, I don't think Imperium is long for this world. Um, now, that doesn't mean they, they shouldn't be, uh, but they they would be better served being on NXT UK, if I'm being honest. And I, I think something, again, the, three picks in, it's all 2.0-centric, so minus Kyle Riley, but he's kind of been an adopted son of Tweedledum. So, uh Yeah. O'Reilly and Wagner are my pick to unseat the champs on Sunday. And I don't feel really good about that. um, But I think that's what they want to do.
0: Yeah. Um, We could go on a probably two hour rant. You and I both about Kyle O'Reilly's booking. Now, Kyle, I believe also has a contract that is coming up soon um, in like January-ish, I think maybe February. Um, so there's a lot of question around Kyle O'Reilly and whether he goes and joins his former Undisputed Era brethren um, in Jacksonville. If, if I'm Kyle O'Reilly, why wouldn't you go? You were built as the next thing in NXT, and then they did the 2.0 transition. And you've been put in this... Attempt to get Von Wagner over. Von Wagner is the son of of Wayne Bloom. He's Cal Bloom, son of Wayne Bloom, who used to be one of the Beverly Brothers. Um, Frankly, Beverly Brothers, massively underrated tag team in my eyes. Uh, I thought they were really, really good in the ring. I thought they kind of had a dumb gimmick and that held them back. Um, But the Beverly Brothers should have been tag champs, I think, at some point, maybe without that gimmick. But I thought they were that good in the ring. Cowbloom, I think there there is something there, he, but he's a year away at least from being TV ready, I think.
1: He needs a mask, too. I just don't like his face.
0: It's, he needs to be a heel, too. With that face, he needs to be a heel. He looks like a bad guy. Have him be a menacing – like, he could be a heavy for somebody – Like, if Kyle O'Reilly, if this was a little different, although you don't need Kyle O'Reilly because he can beat everybody up, you don't need him to have a heavy. But if it was a smaller guy like Kyle, who who had a heavy, a backup, and Vaughn was his backup, if you told that story in the right way, I could get behind that a little more. Um, But that's not what we did here. We got him out drinking beers in the woods, which is kind of like Jensen and uh, Briggs. So, again... But but NXT seems to want to they're they're pushing they're they're edgy, they might even become the next the first TV 14 show in this era of WWE. I've heard um you know, and, and they have the the GPS, which I'm pretty sure was Adam Pierce's voice, by the way, for MSK this week. Um, if you haven't, I don't think you've seen that yet, but listen to the voice. There's there's a GPS that talks for MSK um, when they're trying to find the shaman and he, it calls Nash Carter a dipshit at one point, um, which I'm like. I need, I need that GPS. If that's what it's going to say to me when I turn the wrong way, I need that GPS. Um, not just go recomputing. No, I need the one that calls me a dipshit. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Adam Pierce though. The voice, It took me a little while to place the voice, but I'm sure it's I'm pretty sure it's Adam. I don't know. Like, this just annoys me. The tag division annoys me in NXT. I, and there's no other way to put it. It just annoys me. Um, Kyle O'Reilly, Von Wagner. That's my pick. Um, so we're three for three. Um, and the, and that was my pick before you picked, and and although I won't be stunned, this would probably be my one probably on my confidence points when we talk about those. Just say I wouldn't be stunned if Imperium wins, and we maybe we break up Kyle and Vaughn, but I don't think they've been building that. So that's my wishful thinking because I want Kyle O'Reilly to be back in the title picture, and I just don't think he's going to be. So
1: based on the way the booking was going, and we have to go back a little bit more than a year. Do you think there's a bigger surprise in NXT aside from Kyle Riley not being crowned an NXT champion at all?
0: I, I'd use the word disappointment more than surprise. Okay. And no, I don't think there's a bigger disappointment and, and surprising disappointment. Yes. Because now granted, I understand the 2.0 switch changed a lot of the booking. Um, and and man, I really want, and I know we won't get it. I really want an interview with Triple H with the shackles off to hear what he thinks of what they've done with what he built and now what they're doing with 2.0. If, if he did an interview and I've heard, you know, he's doing better physically, which is, is great. And I'm glad to hear that because he had what sounds like a very serious heart situation pop up a few months back. Um, you know, he's going to give the company line, like he's, he's not going to give, you know, but man, to be a fly on the wall when triple H is just talking to Shawn Michaels over a beer or over a beverage of their choice. I don't know. Maybe Shawn doesn't drink anymore. I'm not sure. Um, Man, I'd love to be a fly on the wall to hear that conversation because Triple H has just got to be like, "What is this? Like, come on!"
1: I, I want to be a fly in the wall at McMahon thanks McMahon uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. Like, yeah, I want to. I want to hear Vince go, "Well, pal, tell me how you're doing down in Florida. Let me let me hear about Lunch. what your thoughts are." And 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 Hunter's there going inside. He's like, "I hate this. I hate this. I hate this." <laughs> well, Dad, I mean, you know
0: such great shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, and, and the worst part is I like some of what's happening in NXT. Like it's, it's not what it used to be. It's not like for a while there it was, which do we watch first NXT or AEW? And then of course they moved to Tuesday, which made it a little bit easier. It's not that anymore. Like I watched NXT partially because I could watch it on Wednesday morning. And I obviously couldn't watch AEW since it hadn't happened yet. Um, but partially because I knew we were going to be doing this this preview show. So I wanted to try to get it in and get, you know, all of the build before we made these picks. I, I enjoy some of what they're doing in NXT, but yeah, the booking of Kyle O'Reilly is not one of those things. It just makes me want to bang my head into the wall. Well, let's not make this show go any longer than it has to, talking about things that annoy us. Uh, we got two ma- matches left to go. Excuse me. I get the first pick on the women's war games match. Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, JC Janes. Uh, toxic Attraction, which I think has been one of the better things NXT 2.0 has done is their work in putting that those three ladies together along with Dakota Kai uh, who I'm, I I don't understand her new character totally yet. Uh, maybe I'm not supposed to. Maybe it's being slowly revealed, but the whole thing where she, like, I don't know if she's hearing voices or seeing things or what, like, she does these weird head things and tilts her head like a cat and um, I don't, like, that part's a little weird, but I, but I love Dakota Kai as a, as a talent. I've been a big fan of Dakota Kai since she came in. Uh, I was aware of her before um she came in NXT, but I had not seen much of her stuff. Um, but I've been a big fan of hers ever since she came in. Uh they're taking on Raquel, kind of they're taking on the like hodgepodgiest of hodgepodgiest teams I've ever seen in a women's war games match of Raquel Gonzalez, Cora Jade, uh, who I really kind of like, and I like that they're giving her the shot in there. Um, Kaylee Ray, who In when I've seen her in UK, I never really got into her character, but man, I've liked the new edge she's shown in, in NXT. And then Io Shirai, who is maybe one of the best women in the world. Um, I think this match is going to be really good. In fact, I would say looking up and down the card, this has got the shot at being the best in ring match. And I'm not sure it's close. Um, Strong and Gacy, I think will be very good in ring. I think they're actually, I think Gacy's very character driven, but I think he's actually pretty good in the ring from, you know, the stuff I've seen. I've liked what I've seen and strong is, you know, otherworldly, as you were saying earlier. Um, But just looking up and down, like there's no, like, like in the men's, there's going to be one um, kind of one or two where I go, Oh boy, those are not, uh, those are characters that I don't love in the ring. I kind of like all eight of these ladies, um, so I think in ring this is going to be really, really good. Um, on a pick, I, you've got a hodgepodge group, and then you've got a group that's got a a trio that's massively cohesive. They've got all the belts. They're you know they're pushed strong, and Dakota Kai um, kind of being added into that because you needed a fourth. Uh, I, I just don't see Toxic Traction losing this match. Um, I think Cora Jade probably is the one who takes the fall. Um I I I think Toxic Attraction and Dakota win this match. I won't be stunned if I'm wrong because I think you could use it to set up your next challenger for Mandy Rose, have somebody beat Mandy Rose. Um, but I think you can do that in other ways too. So I'm gonna go Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai, and your look tells me you might go the other way on this time.
1: I am, and I actually had already written it down. Uh I thought of the one thing where they would probably go out of not promoting the new 2.0 like straight away, it's this match. And and it's to your point. I think it helps establish challengers for Dolan and JC and a, a challenger for Mandy Rose. So, yeah, I, I but I, I do like what you said, and I do agree with you. I think this actually has the chance to be arguably the best match of the night, which it's not a slight, right? But you wouldn't have thought, you know, when you heard War Games is coming, this would have been the one. Now, again, I know we're still kind of shuffling the deck and getting people into their spots in NXT 2.0. This should be good, uh, and it should be brutal. Gosh, you know Dakota Kai, you know, the new character tweaks aside, I every time she's in the uh, the uh, the ring and in a match, I I cringe. I, the, the 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 bumps and the violence that she puts herself through is is just. It's, it's cringeworthy, and and I just hope that she's healthy and well. I hope that, that all of these things are like you know done. She's a professional, obviously, but this they she makes it look like you want to like crawl up in like a blanket and go, Please don't hit me again. So, um, or maybe that's just me. I don't know, maybe you like being hit, Jim. I don't know. Uh, not a big fan, okay. Big.
0: Okay, um, so there we go. We've got our first difference, uh, which allows us. a a chance to have Tom catch up, um, as well. And, uh, Annette says she's missing the monkeys today. Life's getting in the way. Wants us to have a great weekend. You have a great weekend as well to Annette. You can always catch up as you well know on the podcast feed. And, uh, I don't know, today's been a little bit of a train wreck. So have fun when you go back to listen to it. Um, there's, there's been some things in this show, but, uh, it's all right. We're having fun. Uh, let's go to the main event. Tom, you get the first pick on the main event. It is the men's, well, what I'm calling the main event. I don't know what's going to be main event, but I think it probably will be this. The men's war game match, Braunbreaker, breaker. Kerm- oh, what I didn't say in the previous match too. I don't know that it matters into our picks. Uh, the babyface side actually has the advantage in that, uh, which is interesting and doesn't happen often. Although I think it has happened here when they've been doing men's and women's war games that often one, one match has the baby faces having the advantage. The other has the heels. Traditionally, back in the old days of the war games, the heels always had the advantage, uh, which makes storyline sense a whole lot more sense because you're getting heat, getting heat, getting heat, getting heat, getting heat and then, you know, keep getting evened up. Um, in this match, the, I, I'm going to call it the heel side, but the 2.0 side, they've been kind of kind of calling it 2.0 versus black and gold. Uh The 2.0 side, which I almost thought to a week ago, maybe this was a new faction forming, but I don't think it is. I think it's just for the war games. Uh, but braun breaker carmelo hayes grayson waller and tony d'angelo yep taking on the black and gold team of tomaso champa johnny gargano pete dunn and that black and gold stalwart who is known as being a longtime member of that roster la Knight.
1: oh that's great so on the 2.0 side uh i'm a little surprised not because i don't think they're gonna like continue to push these gentlemen uh but grayson waller and d'angelo I, you know, I would have thought the way Zion Quinn was getting a push, that he could have been in here or uh, Solo Sokoa, only because I think that that's those are two guys, and again they're 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 newer, I suppose, in a way. Uh, I'm not complaining about this team. I'm just p- calling that out first and foremost. The the and the, also the black and gold team, yeah, Champa Gargano oh, done for sure. La Knight, what? Which one of these things is not like the other? Call back to Sesame Street. I think this is going to be a lot of fun, and I hope it's a lot of fun. Carmelo Hayes is clearly a star, and I hope that he has a really big and bright future in NXT and beyond. I think Waller has a ton of potential. D'Angelo and Breaker kind of fit the mold of the meatheads, in my opinion. Although I think, I don't like hearing Braun Breaker talk, I'll tell you that much. Every time he's on the mic, I'm like, I just, I hear the Steiner brothers, and there's nothing wrong with that, but. I don't want to relive 1993 or 91 or 94 or whatever it is. I do see this being very much like a a changing of the guard or a passing of the torch. So my pick is team 2.0. I hope that Champa Gargano or done aren't the guys that take the pin or submission. I think, I think it, that's a great spot for LA Knight. Because he's just been completely abused in NXT regular and 2.0. Yes. But we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, we're going to have one difference on this match because I'm, I'm on the 2.0 side. I guess I went 2.0 all the way. Um, if you can call Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner 2.0, they feel like 1.5 maybe. But because um, <laughs> O'Reilly's, you know, it, it, O'Reilly would have made more sense in here in the black and gold. Um, right. You know, then. Than in the tag match, but they've they've done what they've done with him. Um, because yeah, LA Knight, I mean he was around in the black and gold, but right at the end of it. Um, and not super well pushed even in that time frame. Um, and then they've had this random kind of double turn of Grayson Waller and LA Knight, which I like Waller better as a heel because I think he's annoying as crap, and that's what he's supposed to be, so it works better as a heel. Um <sighs> Yeah, the LA Knight is kind of which one of these is not like the other. And then I look at on um, the, the 2.0 side, Carmelo Hayes is a stud. Stud. I I think he's, he's on the shorter side, so I don't know. But if they have a brain in their flipping head, Carmelo Hayes is a future NXT champion and should be a future champion on the main brand. Can I say world champion? I don't know. He's young. Let him develop. We'll see. I think he's definitely got the ability and the chance and the potential to be that. Braun Breaker is a stud. Stud. Um, I like the little references. Everybody knows whose son he is. Everybody knows whose nephew he is. So the big booty nephew thing was kind of funny. Um, you know, uh, Tom- Tommaso Ciampa making the math reference to the infamous Scott Steiner math promo. I thought was pretty funny. Um so I like that, well, I, although there is a piece of me that then goes, so we're all acknowledging who he's related to. Stop calling him Braun Breaker. <laughs> like, just have him say, yeah, they gave me this name. I'm not Braun Breaker. I'm taking my real name. And his name is Bronson, so keep the Braun. That's fine. Be Braun Steiner, then. That's fine. Just just be it. I, I, Breaker is such a dumb name. I all Every time I hear Braun Breaker, I think Wreck-It-Ralph. That's what I see in my head when I hear Braun Breaker is Wreck-It Ralph.
1: And that's now what I should see, Tom. And Jim, Braun Steiner is just a lot of BS.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. And Tommaso Tompa could say that in a promo. It'd be great. Of course you're Braun Steiner. You're full of BS. Hey! Uh, oh, wow. I just sound like Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> uh, hey! hey! Tony D'Angelo. My goodness. Again, you alluded to it. You said it. What a 1992 T.L. Hopper character that is, every stereotype, like in 2021, can we stop doing racial and ethnic stereotypes? Can we stop doing that? And a stereotype, not not just, okay, Carmelo Hayes is not playing the stereotype of an African-American athlete. He is an African-American athlete who's just being himself turned up to 11, I feel like anyways, it comes across genuine. Uh, Tony D'Angelo does not come across genuine in any way, shape, or form. Um, And he's oddly, and I think sarcastically over with the crowd. Like, I think they're cheering it because it's so bad. It's good kind of thing. And I don't think he and Grayson Waller have not shown me anything in the ring yet that make me go, oh, yeah, I want to see that.
1: There was a Um, Grayson Waller-Roddy match a few weeks back, maybe over a month or so now. Did you see that? Yeah,
0: now that you say that. Now that you say that, yeah, that wasn't bad. Grayson definitely needs people to walk it, walk him through. And, and he's fairly new to this business. He did not grow up as a wrestler, as his character says, but it's also true. Um, so I actually think that's good that they're playing into that in the character. I don't mind what they've done with his character. I just don't see him in a main event. Like, that's weird. And I definitely don't see Tony D'Angelo in a main event. My goodness. Um, honestly, even though I think he's even worse than Grayson Waller or Tony D'Angelo in the ring, Trick Williams would have made more sense here. Because at least he's aligned with Carmelo Hayes.
1: You might have uh, just jinxed us. Someone, someone might get taken out. <laughs> I'm, just, yeah. I'm just kidding. All right, not.
0: Because he has not looked ready for primetime, as you said, a, few, a number of weeks ago. And it hadn't gotten any better. I'm glad they've cut way back on the words he's allowed to say on a mic, too. <laughs> because his promos are not good either. Um, where now he's just kind of echoing whatever Carmelo. So he's got that annoying hype man who's like, yeah, yeah, you know, or whatever. Fine. Let him do that, I guess, if you have to have him there. I don't think Carmelo Hayes needs it. Carmelo can talk. He doesn't need that guy. I, get rid of Trick Williams. Let's send, send him on the next train out. I'm sorry. I, I don't like to encourage people to lose their jobs, but you can't find a spot for Keith Lee, but Trick Williams has a job. Okay, cool. Um,
1: Keith Lee was going to be the manager. He just turned it down. Maybe. I'm just kidding. Too
0: soon? Adam Cole was going to be Keith Lee's manager. So Oh, that,
1: that's right. I flipped that.
0: Yeah, well, even yeah. trust me, it, it probably was talked about at some point.
1: <laughs> so,
0: talk about NXT being the place where they just throw it against the wall and see what happens. Um, they're doing that. You it, it, and and this is a whole other topic for probably another podcast. If you're USA, you you can't be thrilled. Like you paid for this NXT show, which had buzz and all of this, and now you have. Nickelodeon 2.0 happening on NXT like I'm waiting for somebody to get slimed um I I don't know I I don't think USA can be happy um I I really and I haven't done the comparison I know there are sites out there that do it um I'd really like to look at now that we're a couple of months into 2.0 like what are the what's the viewer numbers and compare that to the black and gold what's the viewer numbers has it changed significantly I don't really think it has I don't think it's dropped a whole lot, although I'll bet it has dropped some. Um, I don't think it's... I definitely don't think it's grown. Um, so if you did this in hopes of growing your audience, yeah, I don't, don't think it worked. Anyways, we were talking about the men's war game match, and I went off on eight other tangents. Um, welcome to Two Spot Monkeys, folks. If you've never been with us, that's what we do. Um, yeah, we're going to have one chain, one difference, which is the women's war game match. 2.0 gets this, this win, because I just don't see how you don't put them over at this point, especially with Braun and Carmelo. I'm going to go a different direction though. I don't think it's LA night and not that we're picking this. This isn't a competition piece of it. I think it's Johnny Gargano because Johnny Gargano signed a contract extension that takes him through next weekend. So next Tuesday may be his last day. Um, so if that's the case, if, if, if con- and I know they were talking about trying to get an extension, obviously WWE doesn't want to lose Johnny Gargano, but if I'm Gargano, again, and I feel like I'm saying this every time somebody's contract comes up, why would you stay? You've done everything you can in NXT. Do you look at the main roster and think you actually have a shot at doing anything on the main roster? I, You know, in a Pollyanna world with rose-colored glasses, maybe. But I think Gargano's a pretty smart guy. Now, that leaves Candice LeRae in an interesting position in that her contract is not up this weekend and, or, you know, in a week or so. And they may have frozen her contract because often when someone is out with an injury or pregnancy, they can freeze the contract and then and extend it um, for the time that you're out of the ring. And so they probably have done that with Candace, I would assume. But it's not like we haven't seen other couples work in different places either. Um, I don't know. It, so if Gargano's leaving, I have Gargano take the fall. Only because, well, I agree with you, LA Knight would be the one. If Gargano's staying, LA Knight would be my pick. The same exact reasons you said. If Gargano's leaving, if Knight's going to be there in a month, and Gargano's not going to, then I then I pin Gargano. Um,
1: and I, I think you're, I think you're smart to think that. I just don't think there's a history that proves to us that they think, even though that's the way you should do business, right? Like you. Here's me use- trying
0: to apply logic to WWE again.
1: <laughs> yes. Yep. And I'm not mad at you for that. I just I, I just, I just want the wise. That's all I ask. Why, why? This episode's title is "We Just Want the Wise." We just want the
0: wise and hokey pokey, um, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. No. I can't remember <laughs> it. I. All right. Well, it's been an hour and a half of fun. But uh, before we go Broadway with other randomness, uh, I didn't think this show was going to go an hour and a half today. But here we are, an hour and a half later. Sometimes we're random folks, but we hope that's what you enjoy and why you come back and listen to us.
1: <laughs> oh that's why you come back for the randomness
0: <laughs> you know i i think you and i have been very clear that that we just want this podcast to sound like two friends talking about wrestling and <laughs> and i hope that's what it is um and and if that's what people enjoy great and if it's not there's eight million other podcasts out there certainly you can listen to and we we don't uh disgruntle we don't disgruntle that's not a word uh, it is a word but it doesn't fit there we don't uh you know, that's everybody's prerogative. Listen to what makes you happy. Don't don't spend time think- on things that don't, although we say that, and we continue to watch the WWE product and talk about it. So, I don't yeah, know. Don't I'm,
1: look- I'm tentatively uh, looking forward to war games. I think that they're – I like the Kansas City Chiefs. It's one of the teams I like to watch. They're entertaining. That's the flex game for Sunday Night Football. I don't know that Kansas City-Denver gets my eyes more so than this. So, most likely, I'll be tuning in live Sunday night, um, especially because I'm scoring fantasy wrestling this week. So I'm hoping to be in the rhythm of getting things scored uh, on a, on a more timely manner than I have in, in recent weeks. Um, you know, it, it's it's coming down to the wire, and and especially you know with with, with our pickums, like it, it's even one more reason to want to know the outcome. So yeah, yeah I'm excited that we we have a one match difference. I hope we can come back it would be the first time in our in, in this in the, in the reignition of this competition that we would enter the final um, event with either a tie or or, or, or i think two matches two matches would still be enough for us to um to have a good competition next friday yeah. uh so and, and yeah and you're yeah, right and go. six matches for sure for final battle we're probably going to get seven or eight or maybe nine hopefully over the course of the next week and yeah, that card, and because of the unknown of the future, it's going to make probably a really good conversation and, and some interesting picks, perhaps.
0: Absolutely. Um, I will not see the show live. I have a booking on Sunday night. So uh, I will, I'm hoping to catch some of it Sunday night after the fact, if, if it's up, if the replay is up right away, um, which sometimes it isn't always right away on Peacock, I've noticed. Um, or if not, hopefully catch at least part of it Monday morning and then see what happens. Yeah. Um, Busy, busy time for me in my other world um, of trivia. So everybody have a great weekend. If you're going to watch War Games this weekend, enjoy it. If you're going to watch anything else, um, I'm sure there are other shows going on as well this weekend. I I don't know if GCW has any shows this weekend. I feel like they almost every weekend, it feels like, have a double shot. So uh, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But uh, enjoy whatever you take get a chance to watch this weekend. Uh, I'm going to enjoy that my bears are not on in Nebraska, so I won't have to watch them get absolutely just destroyed by the Arizona Cardinals most likely. So uh, that'll be okay for me. But everybody have a great week. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Take care.